Hey, thanks for joining us on the No Limits Church podcast. Here at No Limits, we are on a mission to make a difference in the lives of others. We want to help people know God, find freedom, and discover purpose. It's a journey, and we're all walking it together. So wherever you're listening from, we pray that you are encouraged and empowered by this week's message. Well, y'all, welcome to church this morning. Thanks so much for being here with us. You could have chose to be anywhere, and you chose to be here. And I'm really thankful that you're here with us. For those of you who don't know me, my name's Cade, and I'm the lead pastor here alongside my wife, Beth. And here at No Limits, we're on a mission to make a difference by helping people know God, find freedom, and discover purpose. Amen. Well, I think the cat's out of the bag because we got Tim on the front row this morning, so I think we know what's coming. We got Darla bringing the word this morning. Come on up here, Darla. So you guys know that you have those friends who you can go to, who you know will always make you feel good. They'll always tell you something you want to hear. And then you have those friends you can go to who will always tell you the word of God and tell you what you need to hear. And Tim and Darla are those people in mine and best life. And man, we're so thankful because when we need a swift kick in the rear, we know we can come to you guys and and you'll give it to us. And a hug. Yeah, she'll follow it with a hug unless we're coming to her house for personal training. In that case, she just leaves us hobbling out the door and says, see you next week, right? Darla, I'm really excited for the word that you have today. Let me pray over you. And yeah, so Lord, we thank you for this word and this mighty woman of God that you've raised up to be here with us at No Limits Church. God, we honor her today. We're so thankful that you put her here in this family, and we're thankful for the word that you put in her heart today. Um, I speak peace over her in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Well, now I don't have to open in prayer. (laughs) He's already done it for me. Um, Boy, where, where two or more are gathered, boy, he's here, and you can just feel his presence here today. Um, so, man, God is good, isn't he? All the time. All the time. We say that. Do we really mean it? Do we really believe it? God is good all the time. I do. <laughs> I believe it. Um, I've heard recently in the last, I don't know how long, recent, um, people saying some things that kind of hurt my, hurt my heart to hear them say. Because um, they might say some, just in their lack of understanding, imply that God is not always good. And so I am going to take today to show you God is always good, (laughs) always, because just like God is love, God is good. It is who he is. There is no badness in him. He is absolute good. He has no bad. (laughs) He has nothing bad to give. He only has goodness. So if you guys, most of you know me and my, my teachings, they are lots of scripture. And um, so if you have some paper, I suggest, I highly encourage you to write these scriptures down so that you can look back on them and study them for yourselves. Um, But we're going to start in Luke chapter 18, verses 18 and 19. And I'm going to go out of my norm, and this is the New King James Version. So Jesus has been teaching, and a man comes up, and he says, now, he says, now a certain ruler asked him, saying, good teacher, what shall I do to inherit um, 
enter eternal life. And Jesus said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. So before he even answers the guy's question, he clarifies, no one is good save one, that is God. And what did Jesus do? Scripture says that Jesus went about doing good. Scripture says that he only said what he heard his father say and did what he saw his father do. And then Jesus went about doing good. So God is good, and he does good all the time. The next scripture is James 1, 17. Again, New King James. <laughs> every good gift, every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights. So there it is right there. Your Father gives good and perfect gifts. Every good, every gift Everything is perfect because it comes from him. With whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. What does that mean? That's a, a very wordy way of saying he never changes. He never changes. He never turns to the left or to the right. He is steady. He is the same. Yesterday, today, forever. You can count on him to always be good. You can count on him to always do good, okay? So keep that in mind. The next one is Psalms 34, verse 8 in the Amplified Version. Yay. Oh, taste and see that the Lord, our God, is good. Blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied is the man who trusts and takes refuge in him. Why? Because the Lord wants to do you good. And when you follow him, he is going to do you good all the days of your life. In Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Now, does that sound like somebody who's got some bad back there that he's going to give you whenever you do something wrong? No. The Lord is gracious and merciful all the time. He's just waiting for you to just turn to him. So he has peace, thoughts of peace towards you. So let's look in Psalms 35, 27. So you are always on his mind. And he always has thoughts of peace in your future on his mind. Psalm 35, 27 says, Let those who favor my righteous cause have pleasure in my uprightness shout for joy. So those are the people, those are us. Those are the ones that are listening to him. We're seeking his wisdom. We're following his instruction. And we favor his righteous cause. That's that right standing with God. So those people, let them shout for joy and say continually, let the Lord be magnified who takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. It pleases him to prosper you. It pleases him to do you good. That word prosperity there, that's the Hebrew word shalom. We've talked about that word before, right? What does that mean? It means wholeness in every area of your, of your life. 
It means nothing missing, nothing broken. It means safe. It means well, happy, friendly. It means welfare. It means prosperity, peace, good health. It means rest and safety. It means holy well, not H-O-L-Y, but W-H-O-L-L-Y. Holy, completely well. He wants you well, and it pleases him for you to be well. And it gives him glory, right? So let's go to John. We'll take that into the New Testament now. John 3, 16 and 17. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave up his only begotten unique son so that whoever believes in, trusts in, clings to, relies on him, shall not perish, come to destruction or be lost, but have eternal, everlasting life. For God did not send the Son into the world in order to judge, reject, condemn, or to pass sentence on the world, but that the world might find salvation and be made safe and sound through him. That salvation is the Greek word sozo. Guess what it means? To save, to deliver, to protect, to heal, to preserve, to make whole. Sounds a whole lot like shalom, doesn't it? Jesus came to give you salvation. He came to save the world. It has always been God's desire to show goodness to his people. Always. In the garden, he gave Adam and Eve everything they needed. They had one tree that I thought was, I consider it their tithe. He gave them everything and said, don't eat this one. And they had a choice. And they chose to disobey. And they had a consequence for that. And then in, in Joshua, look at Joshua's life. Joshua, God told Joshua in, in um, Joshua 1.8 where it says, meditate on my word. Don't turn to the left. Don't turn to the right. Follow my word. What did Joshua do? He followed the word. What happened to Joshua? He was victorious every day of his life. So then we go on, fast forward a little bit. What does Israel start doing? Oh, we want to be like everybody else. We want a king. We don't want it. We want other stuff. We don't want just this. We want to look like everybody else. That wasn't God's best for him, but he gave them a king. And they got away from God. And then what happened? Yuck happened. It's the best way to say it. Yuck happened. Stuff started happening. The curse happened. Because in Deuteronomy 28, if you've ever read the blessing and the curse, you're like, holy smokes. Let's definitely stick with God. He gave us a choice. He said, I want to be your God. I want you to be my people. Connect with me. Let me bless you. But if you don't, then you're out there on your own and you get out of his protection. You get out of that blessing. You get out of that covenant with him. And that's when that yuck happens. So a lot of times we think um, that bad things happen to good people and we think God's doing it. Some of that is because of the translation from Hebrew to the New King or to the King James way back when, like in Deuteronomy 28, verse 19, um, 
when they're talking about the curse, it says that God will bring this on his people. God will bring sickness. God will bring disease. He did not do that. If you look at that word, that is, that's a, a passive word, a permissive word. It means allowed because he gave us a choice. Follow me, be blessed. Don't follow me, you're going to get the curse on you. You're going to allow that stuff to happen. He wants the best for you. It says here, he doesn't want anyone to perish. It is his heart that everyone come to him because he wants to be their God. And he's like, I love you. I've got everything the best for you. Just come join me. And it's all yours. But what do we do? we just like, nah, I got my own way. And then that's when we get that yuck on us. But Jesus came to give us that salvation, to give us back that connection, to save us um, and, and connect us again to God with that covenant. It's the Heavenly Father. It's his, his desire to lavish you with his goodness. Anybody want to be lavished? lavished with his goodness. So um, this is one of my favorite scriptures in Hebrews 13, 5. Ooh, that's tiny. For he, God himself, has said, I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. I will not, I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake nor let you down, relax my hold on you. Assuredly not. That is a God who wants the best for you. He wants to show his goodness to you. But see, he's limited. And you're thinking, okay, how can God be limited? He is limited in showing us his goodness by our capacity to receive it. If you don't have a good revelation or any kind of revelation, or if you're not growing your revelation of who God is and the goodness that he has for you, you're not going to be able to receive his goodness. He wants to do you good. Are you able to receive it? Do you have a heart prepared and ready to receive it? Or are you saying, "Mm, I don't know, I screwed up there last week and... I don't know if, uh, I think I probably displeased God a little bit, so surely that doesn't mean me. Um, We are imperfect people, and he knows that. He created us, and he knows. He knows your heart. He knows your heart better than you know your heart. (laughs) So you're not surprising him with anything. But let me tell you, he is not displeased with you. He is not displeased at all. So we need to increase our capacity to receive his goodness. Because a month ago, Cade asked us to ask a really big ask of God, right? And some of us have some pretty big imaginations, and we can think really big. But if we don't increase our understanding of God's goodness, we're going to limit his ability to pour that goodness into our lives. So we need to increase that. So how do you do it? (laughs) I'm glad you asked. Yes. (laughs) So 
So our wisdom and understanding of our Heavenly Father, His goodness, His willingness to bless His people, and our obedience to what we know. Okay, there's a a scripture that says, um, I don't have this in there, but it's in Deuteronomy 29, that the Lord, uh, 29, 29, the Lord our God has secrets known to no one. We are not accountable for them, but we are, and our children are accountable forever for all that he has revealed to us so that we may obey all these instructions. You've been given his word. He has given you his wisdom. So it's, you need to get in it and get that wisdom. And then once you get that wisdom, you walk in that wisdom and then you get more wisdom. And that's how you're going to grow in your understanding of his goodness. Because he is always good. He doesn't do bad. (laughs) I have heard some people say that um, God withholds finances to keep some people humble. No, not true. I have heard that God gives people sickness to teach them something. Not true. If every good and perfect gift comes from above and there's no sickness in heaven, where does God get sickness to give to people? Sickness is from the curse. That's from Satan. John 10.10 says that the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy. In the Amplified Bible, it says, Jesus said, I have come that they may have life and have it to the full until it overflows. That's God. So if something is stealing, killing, or destroying, it is not God. That is, that is the work of the curse. That is the world's way of doing things. That is us being in the wrong place at the right, wrong time. So we, we, need, to, we need to check ourselves when things happen. Um, because I've had some stuff happen in the past couple of weeks to my family. Um, family member passed away at a young age. And another, during all this time, someone said, well, God took him to get this one saved. Because this one wasn't open to being saved, but now he is. And let me tell you something. God does not take the life of his children to teach someone else something. There's a better way to do that, folks. It's called the Holy Spirit. Listen to him. He's the corrector. He's the one that teaches and guides. Death. No, death does not. No, no. Now, God can turn bad things into good. Okay, and he can use that situation to work his glory and good. But he did not take that life. So if, if you've ever had that thought, let me encourage you, toss it out with the trash, because that's what it is, okay? That is not good thinking. So to increase our capacity to receive, we need to meditate on God's goodness. So let's go to Psalm 103. <laughs> I'm getting good on my time. <laughs> All right. All right, so Psalm 103, amplified version. Hold on, Amy, you're right. All right. Bless. Affectionately, gratefully praise the Lord, O my soul. In all that is deepest within me, bless his holy name. 
bless, affectionately, greatly praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. This is David talking. He's talking to himself. He is building himself up. He is reminding himself of the goodness of God, of the benefits of the Lord. So do the same. If you need to build yourself up, if you need to grow your faith, if you need to grow your revelation of the understanding of who God is and who his goodness is, what he does, then start here. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and don't forget any of his benefits. Verse 3, who forgives every one of all of your iniquities. Thank you, Lord. Because <laughs> it says in 1 John 1, 9, if you, if you sin, go to him, repent. He's faithful and just to forgive your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And he tosses it away, never to remember it again. Who heals each one of all your diseases. He's the healer. He's the giver of life. Who He heals every single disease. Whether we know about it or not, he'll heal it. Whether we know what it's called, doesn't matter if we know what the name of it is. He heals each of our diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and corruption. Who beautifies, dignifies, and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercy. So when, when Jesus went to the cross, he took our sin and gave us his righteousness. He took sin and sickness and disease. And when he was on that cross, his body was so mangled, he didn't even look human anymore. Because he took all of that for us to, in exchange, give us that goodness, that tender mercy, that freedom from sin. That righteousness, that's why it says that you are the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. What he did, you are now righteous, which means you're in right standing with him. So you are beautified. Whew. He washed you clean, cleaned all that gunk off of you. And then he dignified, he crowned you with loving kindness and tender mercy. He satisfies your mouth, your necessity and desire of your personal age and situation with good, satisfies your mouth with good, so that your youth renewed is like the eagles, strong, overcoming, and soaring. I don't know, for anybody, um, I turned 50 last year, so this is my scripture here. <laughs> my youth is renewed. <laughs> but he also satisfies my mouth. Anybody on a diet? <laughs> that brand can be satisfying, right? <laughs> He satisfies me with good so that all my desires are met. Everything I could want, he meets that need, and my youth is renewed. Down in verse 8, the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, plenteous in mercy and loving kindness. He's not going to jump on you as soon as you do something. He's going to give you the time to repent. Thank goodness. He's not up there waiting with a lightning bolt to zap you. And he doesn't have some disease to zap you with either to try to teach you something. That is not who he is. In verse 10, he has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Whew, thank you for your mercies, Lord. 
And they are new every morning. So if you screw up one day, just say, oh, Lord, thank you for your mercies. I repent of that. I let that go. Shake it off. Okay, don't keep that gunk around. Repent and shake it off. In verse 11, for as high as the heavens for, oh, sorry, start over. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great are his mercy and loving kindness towards those who reverently and worshipfully fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. East, west never come together. We never come back together with those old sins. We never come back together with them. So once you repent of something, let it go and leave it. Walk off, okay? Done in verse 17. The mercy and loving kindness of the Lord are from everlasting to everlasting upon those who reverently and worshipfully fear him. And his righteousness is to children's children. So when you walk in that mercy, oh man, it's everlasting. Isn't that good news? That's a great benefit. And then as, we've, as we fear him and we teach that to our children, those benefits just keep on rolling down from one generation to the next. Parents, it is your responsibility to teach your children about the Lord. Teach them about his goodness and his kindness and his mercy and his love. Boy, you can't overlook that one. All right, in verse 20, here's an interesting one. Blessed, affectionately, gratefully praise the Lord, you his angels. You mighty ones who do his commandments, hearkening to the voice of his word. Bless, affectionately, gratefully praise the Lord, all you who hosts, his ministers who do his pleasure. That there in verse 20 says, he's, he's blessing the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his commandments. The angels are listening for the voice of the Lord. It says, they hearken to the voice of his word. Well, that's just not God speaking. That's you speaking. They're listening for the voice of his word coming out of your mouth. So you speak his word, and they will go out and do it. That's what they're ministering spirits to minister to the saints, right? So speak his word, and the angels will go out and do it. Okay, that's, that's a good place to start for the, for the goodness of the Lord. So if you have difficulty receiving from God, um, if you feel like, okay, I've asked for something and I haven't gotten it, um, check, in, check your heart and see, okay, number one, you know, do you really think God's going to give it to you? Be honest with yourself. Because sometimes I have a hard time asking for a really big ask. Sometimes I'm just like, I have to check myself. You know, maybe I don't feel worthy enough to receive what God has for me. But thankfully, his goodness doesn't rely on my, my goodness. His, his goodness is all times. So I, had, I've, I read a story of a guy who um, was explaining this to his daughter. Um, she was nine at the time, and she felt like she displeased God because she wasn't perfect, that she messed up a lot. And you're nine. 
When you're nine, you're learning a lot, right? So um, he explained it this way. He said, if a stranger walks into your house, comes into the kitchen, sits down at the kitchen table and says, mmm, what's for dinner? You're probably going to try to scoot that stranger out of the house, right? But if that stranger walks in with your brother, and your brother's got his arm around him, and he says, Mom, this is my friend Joe, can you stay for dinner? You're like, sure, pull up a chair, set another plate. Part of the family. That brother, that's Jesus, okay? So you're not, you're not a stranger to... You're not a stranger to God or to his will. You've been grafted into the family when you said, Jesus, be my Lord. And so he sees you through the blood of Jesus. He sees you as clean. It's not up there in 103 in verse 4 that he beautified you. He dignified you. He crowned you with loving kindness and tender mercy. That's how he sees you. You're not a failure. You don't displease him. He is pleased with you. How many of you can say, God is pleased with me? It's kind of hard to say sometimes. But he is pleased with you. So if you have, if you feel like you're not worthy or deserving or you've sinned, then repent of any sin you have to get rid of. Renew your mind to the goodness of God. Psalm 145 and Psalm 107 are also really good places to read if you need to um, renew your mind to his goodness, to increase your capacity to receive. And use your concordance. Those phones, man, that little Bible app in that phone pulls up like 60 of them. So start there. Increase your capacity to receive the goodness of God because he wants, it is his desire to lavish his goodness all over you. He wants you oozing with his goodness. It's one of the fruits of the Spirit, right? So when you're his, you should have that fruit of that goodness in you. I always wondered why there was goodness and kindness because those are really hard to differentiate, right? Goodness, I've read, is more of a kind of like a personality trait, and the kindness is the action of goodness. So you, you have both. You have goodness and kindness as the fruit of the Spirit, and it's the goodness of the Lord that leads people to repentance. So folks, when you're walking in the goodness of God and people see that because you're being kind, you're acting out that you're walking in the fruit of the Spirit, If you're being kind, you're walking in love because love is patient, love is kind, right? So when you're walking in all of that, people see it. And they're like, man, I want some of that. And then that goodness, that kindness is what leads people to God. So walk in his goodness. Expand your capacity to receive the goodness of God. Because it's there, and he's, he's wanting to give it to you. Okay? All right, so let's pray. Do you want to pray? Do you want to pray? Okay. 
All right, let's just bow our heads for a moment then. And I want you to be honest with yourselves. How big is your capacity to receive the goodness of God? It all first starts with stepping into that covenant with Him, receiving that goodness of salvation. So if there's anybody here who hasn't made Jesus the Lord of your life, you can raise your hand and we'll pray that prayer. We'll just all pray this together. Father, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you that you sent your son Jesus to die for me. I thank you for that salvation. Salvation from my sins and forgiving me that that whole life, that wholeness in life. Just like Mark eleven twenty three says that you believe in your heart and you speak with your mouth. We believe, Father, that you are good. And we align our will with your goodness. We receive your goodness now. We take it, it's ours. We have it and we thank you for it. hasn't forgotten you. He's always been there waiting for you to turn your attention back to him, to give everything of yourself back to him. That one little thing you can't overcome because you're holding on to it. Let it go. Give it to him to take care of. But he hasn't forgotten you. He never let you go. He'll never let you go. You are his beloved.
receive His goodness. Receive that peace. Receive that wholeness. And let the junk go. He'll replace it with the good. You know, I remember uh, it's been many years ago that I would I had this recurring mess up. Anybody have recurring mess ups in their life, recurring sin, things you just keep doing? You're like, what the heck? I can't stop doing this stupid thing. And I was out talking to God about it, and I was like, I'm so sorry, God. I did it again. You know, just feeling bad about myself. And I remember the voice of the Lord, and he says, how long are we going to do this? Not the sin over and over again, but the feeling sorry for yourself. The Somehow I have to pay for my sin by having regrets for a certain period of time first, and then I'll receive healing. Does, has anybody ever had that limiting belief? You got you to gotta walk out the regret first. You got to suffer through it first, and then God will redeem you from it. Well, that's not how it works. He wants it to be immediate. The moment you repent, his freedom. And he doesn't want you to think about it anymore because he's not thinking about it anymore. So is there anybody in the room that just, you're ready now? Like you've had that recurring thing over and over and over and over and again, and you're ready to, that's the key to letting it go. You're going to have it over and over and over again as long as you think that you have to walk out regret. As long as you think that you have to pay for it, it's going to keep coming back. The key to getting rid of it is to let it go just like Jesus has done for you. So if that's you, I'm going to ask you to be bold and stand up. If you're ready, you're saying, I'm done with this over and over and over and over and over. I want to be free. Anybody in the room? You ready? Good. Awesome, man. Anybody else? Be bold. All right. Let me pray for you, man. By the grace of God, it's over. God, I ask you to watch him with your love. Give him a full realization of your forgiveness. That it's complete and that he's whole. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You too, Janet. You too. One more thing. Have you guys ever met somebody, you tried to give them a gift and they wouldn't receive it? Oh, no, 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 no. I can't receive that. Has anybody ever done that before? Okay, how many of you guys are the person that won't receive the gift? Stand up. I got a word for you. God's going to put people in your life that are going to bring you gifts in the coming weeks. And it's to teach you how to receive gifts. And it starts by people giving you gifts so that you can learn for God to give you gifts. Because he wants to give you great gifts. All right. Sorry to embarrass you. You can sit down. I want you all to come tell me about it when it happens, because I know it's going to happen. You're going to be like, where's all this giving come from? They're going to be paying for your lunch. They're going to be paying for your coffee. And you should say nothing but thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Amen. All right. Let me pray for you guys. Lord, we thank you for this message of goodness and that your goodness is revealed to us today. We thank you for Darla. We ask you to bless her for bringing us this great word. 
And we pray for her family, God. We know that it's not easy to have a loss in the family. And I just speak peace over that family. Your word promises that you comfort those who mourn. So I ask you to comfort Darla's sister who had lost her husband and Lord, comfort her, help her to walk through this, put the people around her, surround her with great support, with people who will speak life to her, with people who will remind her of your goodness. And we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We receive your goodness in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, if you gave your life to Jesus today and you're in this room or you're watching online, we want to walk with you on the journey that's ahead, but we can't do that if we don't know. So we set up an easy way for you to tell us. Just text us anything you'd like to at our number, which is 918-373-9883. They'll put it on the screen for you because how many of you guys are good at remembering a phone number? Do you guys even know your spouse's phone number? Yeah, that's probably as far as it goes though, huh? (laughs) Everybody else is just in your contacts. All right, let me give you guys a quick update on what's going on with our missionary in Mexico. Y'all wonder what's up with Ben? Well, he's, uh, he's been struggling with hearing issues since March. I don't know if you guys have heard about that. And we've been praying for him. We've been believing with him for complete restoration. I think it was just a couple weeks ago. He was out ministering. He heard this loud pop in his ear, and he's almost completely well now. It's his ear that he's been struggling with. He had, like, no hearing at all in it, and now he says it's about 85%, so... And it's going to be made completely whole in the name of Jesus. Now, on another note, they've been working on getting a new 15-passenger van through customs for quite some time, for like weeks. I think it might have been months that they've been fighting this thing. But they finally got it through last week, which is just in time because they have a missions team coming down from the U.S. to help them with their VBS that's this week. So it happened just in time. It's awesome. And, and lastly, they've been working on a new church building, and they had the first floor done, but they were waiting for the funding to come in for the second floor. Well, they had one of their donors commit the $4,700 that they need, so they're going to be able to finish the second floor of that building. And Ethan, did you happen to get that email where I... So I want to sit, here's a picture he sent me of the first floor that is completely finished now. It looks really nice, doesn't it? So now they're able to finish the second floor, and he says, there ain't no stopping us now. So it's awesome. I just want you guys to know that you're a part of everything that goes on in Mexico through your giving, because we send them $1,000 every month, and we go above and beyond that when we're led to. We bought them a van or a truck last year, and who knows? What will we do this year? It's awesome. I love what Ben's doing. He just—he kind of reminds me of the Apostle Paul because it doesn't matter like what he comes against. He just like keeps going, like <laughs> plows right on through those struggles. It's good stuff. If you're ready to give today and you're giving by cash or check, just raise your hand. One of our ushers will bring you an offering envelope. Or you can give online anytime. And how you do that is you visit nolimits.fyi in your address bar, your phone, tablet, computer, and it'll get you where you need to go. Thank you so much for joining us. And a special thanks to those that give in to our ministry. It's because of your generous giving that we're able to lead people to Jesus and make a difference all around the world. If you're ready to give, head to your browser and type nolimits.fyi into the address bar. And if you were encouraged by this podcast, then hit that share button and pass it on so that others can be encouraged as well. Or you can even take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. Thanks again for listening. Now let's go make a difference.